Welcome to Dear Alice, a lifestyle approach to interior design. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Dear Alice. Today, we are going to be answering your questions. Yep. And we have no idea what they are. So yeah. this is going to be really spicy. It's a grab bag. No questions. Question, <laughs> it's question it's surprise for Sue and I. Yes. It's going to be great. I'm Jess yep. Bennett, and I am... I'm a Sagittarius. No, I'm just kidding. I'm a Leo. <laughs> I was about to say, yeah, I thought you were I, Leo. I used to listen to New Kids on the Block. Um, anybody out there? Uh-huh. Cheers. And um, I think the very first person that would start, because they would, in the beginning of one of their songs, I can't remember, it'd be like Joey, who was the youngest. Mm-hmm. Hi, my name's Joey, and I'm a Sagittarius. <laughs> and then the next one would come on. And my favorite new kid was Donnie Wahlberg. Donnie, for sure. Who was also a Leo, which was Ooh. like... Oh, we're totally going to get married because yeah. we're the same. <laughs> yeah. We have that in common as if, yeah. as if you want to marry your own kind. You know what I mean? Oh, whatever. You'd be so in sync. Yeah. I feel like you need an opposite. I don't know why. I know. Mari's a Sagittarius. I'm a Leo. I, that's kind of how it had to be. I, yeah. that's how I feel. I don't know. What's that's Adam? What... He's a Gemini. He's the <sighs> twins. Nice. Yeah. I don't even know what Tom is. He's a July, July 7th. What is that? Oh, it's cancer. Is that a cancer? It's a cancer. I don't know. I, I think so. I could be wrong. I'm not good at signs. Yeah, awesome, me neither. I have this awesome nephew. He's on the spectrum anyway. He He's just like, and he remembers dates. He's just like, Suzanne, when were you born? I'm like January 17th. He's like, okay, Capricorn. Okay, Tom, when were you born? <laughs> he's like, July 7th, 1981. He's just like, you guys shouldn't be compatible. Huh. And we're like 10 years into marriage. And we're just like, oh man. <laughs> he's just like, that should have worked. Uh, <laughs> that's hilarious. Anyway. That's awesome. Yes. Awesome. Yes, opposites tracked. Mm-hmm. I like it. Yep. Suzanne Hall on drums. Yeah, totally. Percussion. All I the like way. it. And yeah. we've got Corey bass. Corey plays on bass. Corey, yes. Corey plays on bass. I yeah. Know. Awesome. Let's launch into it. It's Let's be fun. Questions. Like it. Hey. So listener questions mean that you guys have sent in questions and we kind of compile them enough until we can do another one of these podcasts. So these are, we're answering all of your questions mm-hmm. right now. Yeah. So please keep sending your questions in also. And if it's a, if it's a deep enough topic that we can do a whole podcast on, we'll dive deep and we'll make it its own podcast. Otherwise we'll just put them on here. And so we actually have a two part listener questions because you guys have sent us so many. Yes. Yeah. And that we'll email is dear Alice at alicelanehome.com if you want to send in questions. Thanks Corey. Place on base. Of course. Yeah. Um, do you want me to read the first question? Yeah. yeah. Okay, You're in charge. DJ. Go. What is your thought on wooden shades? Do you have a brand you recommend for different budgets? Nope. Sure nope. don't. We don't have any thoughts on wooden shades. We've never, ever once specified them in the last 14 years in business. Yeah. We're trying to define wooden shades. We I, think... Like a blind like that a is, wooden wood blind. Slats. Either wood blinds or sh- wood shutters. Yeah. We, we haven't done that ever. No. If you're like... We usually do shades, like a roller shade through Hunter Douglas, Lutron. Anyway, and if there's lots of different looks you can achieve. And, and the reason we do that too mm-hmm. is just because you can conceal them tight to the top, you know, like in a roller shade, so that you can have as much sunlight in view as possible. So you're not looking out your window like a yeah. person in prison and have exactly these lines in your way. <laughs> Shadows of seeing, on your face. <laughs> of seeing out your windows, right? I know. It's so a you can just pump blocker. them up out of the way or, um, yeah, there's all different mechanisms. They are even electrified so you can push a button and they roll up. It's the best, like yeah. Cameron Diaz on the holiday. Exactly. That's how you want to live, guys. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. Peace out, wooden shades. Yep. <laughs> but you can also do if you are if you like the look of wood or you want warmth. I love the woven shades too yep. that are like more refined and bambooy. And anyway, you can do something like that, but it is something that you can like pump up, like Jess said, mm-hmm. or you can like filter them down at certain times of the day. So yeah. do that. Do yourself a favor. Nice. And call Hunter Douglas. <laughs> Not sponsored. <laughs> Next question. How do you paint open plan areas? Can you have different colors or should you just treat it as one room and paint it all the same color? Treat it as one color. room, paint it all the same color, but have a really good time in your powder bath or in those rooms that are not attached to that big open plan that have like their own door, you know, yeah. or, or like a cased opening. So you can go into like a living room that's its own space. Mm-hmm. You can paint that a different color or wallpaper it. But yeah, those open floor plans, it's just too complicated. To- you want to know what I hate more than anything. Hmm. Aside from like wood tile, that's not wood tile, it's tile. Mm-hmm. Anyway, is when paint, it's like they change paint on an outside corner. Ugh, without casing you guys know it's oh yeah yeah so when i say outside corner um that's like we always try and like terminate things on an inside corner right mm-hmm. versus an outside corner that's like one that's sticking out into a room i don't know if i'm explaining this yep no you guys yeah. know what i'm talking about mm-hmm. I'm, I'm picking up what you're putting down for okay sure. okay here here let's move on to the next one <laughs> it's a big pet peeve mm-hmm. terminate your paint on the inside corner or Sa- casing yeah same with trim probably mm-hmm. like don't do that if, yeah. if you're getting, don't if you, float if, it. yeah, if you have an open, yeah, yeah, yeah. Terminate and make it a complete box. Yep. Absolutely. Um, okay. The next one, what is the best way to hang shelves on a wall that has grass cloth? I'm worried about the grass cloth being damaged. Any suggestions on type of shelving to use and, or type of hardware that will have minimal damage? Ooh, I think, the, I think the bum ski on that is just, if you're going to put holes in it, just be ready to live with it. Like that's like, like wallpaper, like any wallpaper, right? Like if you're just, yeah. cause you can't patch. Yes. Measure twice, cut once guys. Exactly. Like no, exactly. Like really study it out, make sure it's the right height. You know, I, I imagine that this is in, I don't know if we're talking about a bathroom or a kitchen. So, I mean, hmm. but floating shelves on if she's any, talking about like a living room. Maybe. I don't know. Yeah. I was also kind of picturing like a nursery where you can get, you know, those like little floating yeah. acrylic shelves. We live in nurseries and you put like little books in them. Totally. Like maybe it's that. Yeah. You just got to say there's holes now. You're not going to save the wallpaper. Study it out. Maybe like try it with masking tape. And I would think a on shelves, you probably sure. screws. So screws are really going to tear up a yeah. grass cloth. And if you're not going to studs, which you're probably not, because it's never that you're like brackets or corbels of any mm-hmm. kind lined up with studs. Right. So you're going to have to put anchors in first. Oh yeah. You're just so. going to, you're going to tear that up. Yeah. So yeah. It's, it just is what it is. I mean, but it's kind of like any hardware that you would put, let's say in a powder bath where mm-hmm. You know, I'm thinking of my house where I have wallpaper. If you want to like have a toilet paper, like hanger, you have to hang that towel, mirror, yeah. you know, anything. You just have to put holes. Yeah. So you just be committed to it. Yeah. Just and study out the always, location. You always need that though. Yeah. Yeah. There's never a time where you're like, you know what? We're not using toilet paper anymore. No more toilet no. paper. Yeah. <laughs> We're using the standalone. <laughs> so I don't interrupt my wallpaper. Yeah. 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 So just embrace it. Yep. Study it out. Be smart. This question is from Mandy. Hey, Mandy. She says, I was wondering if you could do a podcast on the two-story great room. So many homes in Utah have. I'm stuck on chandelier size. What to do with the windows? Do I need drapes and furniture placement? I'd love any tips and tricks. Okay. Good question. Great question. This is really common, like she said, in our state, in Utah, the big open 
floor plan, the two-story great room. There's probably stairs. Echo chamber. That are kind of a catwalk, you know, across one side of it. Mm -hmm. um, you're going to spend a lot of money, first of all, on draperies or window coverings because the windows are two stories tall. So, yeah. so you're not going to short sheet them and just do the bottom layer. You're going to go all the way to the top. Yeah. And you're going to drape the whole thing. Yep. And also that means you're going to get the biggest chandelier that you can get. Yep. And you're going to get an extended amount of chain or down rod because you got to get that down into the first story. It's, it's not okay to get a light fixture and hang it clear up there on the second story, no. which yeah. we see a lot. Yeah, and they're yeah. usually, and they're way too small in diameter. And, and just so you know, like we search far and wide to find large chandeliers for these spaces. And it yeah. is, it is like they're fewer and farther between, but you're looking at like anywhere, like don't probably go anywhere in a great room. Like don't even like tease with anything smaller than a 40 inch diameter. And you're looking like 40, 48, 54, depending on the size, like the footprint of that great room. Um, you're looking, you're, you're going to go as large as you possibly can. And they're harder to find and they're pricier. They're expensive. Just yeah. Heads up. Um, the one that we have in our great room the, that has traditionally been, or not our great room, our boardroom. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's traditionally been like one of the biggest that we can find. Um, we're, we're getting ready to move into our new building. So we were just looking at the sizes of that yesterday and it is six feet tall mm -hmm. and it's like 48 yeah, around probably four feet. Yeah. And it's got, um, like different, there's different arms on it and different, different levels. It's not, when we say chandelier, it's not like made out of crystals. This mm -hmm. is just like a beautiful bronze frame with, you know, brass accents. And then it has tons of little, um, shades mm -hmm. that hide the candelabra bulbs. I'd say there's probably at least 12 when yeah. you say on it. Yeah. Yeah. I think you're, because you're double height too, like pay attention to the height of that chandelier. I know we just talked about the mm -hmm. diameter, but you want to make sure that that like almost is even taller than it is wide too. Mm -hmm. So it can like stretch the height of the room or like feel proportionate. And how tall you know, do you want it off the ground? Like seven to eight feet, depending upon well, what's Well, I mean, over, if I you're, if you are like two story, that means you're like an 18 to 20 foot high ceiling, mm -hmm. you know, for these like massive great rooms. So yeah, you're probably going to be even higher. And usually on the height of that, we're looking at like, what is that huge window looking out to? Can people see from outside in? Where's that, the breezeway that, you know, you're walking that's open to below, right? Mm -hmm. From the second story. Mm -hmm. So we're looking at that. Like, are they looking, we don't want them to look necessarily down into a shade, but it's usually sitting somewhere around that floor line is where that's at, which is usually, I imagine around like the 10 foot. Yeah. Like from floor to the bottom of the chandelier is around there. And, but again, based off of the room, look at it with the windows too, where it lines up, make sure it's centered with like that center bank of windows and just, yeah, make it look intentional. Like, like you gave a damn. Yeah. yeah. If you have rods and drapery, like, you know, up to seconds, how do you like pull them over? Like, you know, do they're stationary. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Cool. yeah. And then you get shades and that's, what's going to raise and lower depending on. And those are power operated. Yeah, yeah. Those have to be powered. So and I would imagine that's that those, expensive too. Yeah. Those are probably low voltage. So it's easy to run that power though. Um, you can have it be, hopefully you can do battery. You can do battery and they last a long time. If it's an out, like let's say you bought the house from somebody and it's you, you weren't wired, hardwired for it. Mm -hmm. But if you're building, you should hardwire for it Absolutely, because changing those batteries up on a second floor is no joke. Mm -hmm. And you have to have like a whole sleeve of those batteries Yeah, that, you know what I mean? It's tons and tons of them. So, you know, then yeah, you want to, you want to definitely power them if you 
Did you know that 35% of adults report experiencing poor sleep quality? Let me put you onto something that is going to transform your sleep. Cozy Earth Bedding is temperature regulating people. This is huge. If you and your spouse do not sleep at the same temperature, which most people don't, I'm freezing, my husband's hot. This is a massive benefit and breakthrough for us when we started sleeping on Cozy Earth. You can both sleep on the same mattress with the same sheets and be completely comfortable. They also have a 100-night sleep trial guarantee and a 10-year warranty, which I don't know of anybody that does this. They're that confident in the product, and so am I. When I first touched Cozy Earth products, I could not believe the soft hand on it. It also almost has like a cool feel to your hand. To your um, hand, it's like slippery dolphin. Like your feet swishing around is so so addictive. I can't sleep with anything but cozy earth sheets. I'm obsessed. Um, also, you need to treat yourself to the ultimate comfort with cozy earth. I love the sleepwear. I love the sweats, and the bedding is amazing. You can prioritize your self care your sleep health, if you just head over to CozyEarth.com and use the promo code DEARALICE for an exclusive 35% off. You guys, we don't have to wait for a sale. You can use this anytime. Again, the code is DEARALICE for an exclusive 35% off. Better sleep awaits you with Cozy Earth. If you have the option... Totally. So another thing we're doing with a lot of homes that are, have these grand moments, like either entry or in a, in a great room, is like... If you, depending on the chandelier, depending on your style, um, if like, if it's a crystal chandelier, they're usually like, they have it on like a, a, a lift basically. So it can drop so it can be cleaned at a normal level. Cause how are you going to get scaffolding mm -hmm. to go clean that, you know, <laughs> later on dust off the cobwebs. Yeah. So a lot of them, if you can, that's also a fancy trick, but yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. Anyway, was that all of her questions? I think so. Yes. Okay. Hope that helps, Mandy. Uh, the next one, I like this question. It's on ceilings. When to go dark versus keep it light and what are some different ceiling design ideas? In our new showroom. Mm -hmm. We went dark. Yeah, and I love it. Yeah. It's awesome. But the walls are light. Yeah. Yeah. And we haven't really done this in a, um, in a home before. Did it in a nursery? In a nursery. Yes. Angie's. Yes, Angie Harrington's house, which I think by the time this podcast comes out, oh, will be live in House Beautiful magazine. Mm -hmm. um, and her baby nursery has like a cobalt, cobalt blue yeah. ceiling in high gloss. And then the walls so are light pretty. and it is amazing. It's so good. Yeah. So in the new showroom, um, I just there's this beautiful restaurant I'm always seeing on Instagram called La Mercier in New York. And it's so stunning, everything about it. And I just kind of studied every detail. It's just like, why is this so gorgeous to my eyeballs? And the ceiling had this like high glossy gray tone to it with a little bit of a blue undertone. Mm -hmm. And so we decided to do that on this building. We're trying to add this depth of character and age to a brand new building. Yeah. So it was one way to just like really set a mood, like who wants a white ceiling that's, you know, what, 12 feet up in the air. Yeah. So yeah, we did it. And I think it's so pretty. Yeah, it's I think awesome. people are going to love it. I'm mm. actually really excited about that. And it was a big risk. And I kind of almost talked myself out of it the day before they were painting it. Like, what if this is terrible? 
Because I hadn't, I haven't, I hadn't seen it done before. La Mercie is like an old building, and so it made sense. Um, but this was like a new build and a very different situation. But it's everything. I love it. I think it it does exactly what you wanted it to do, and kind of give it more character. Because unfortunately, with how codes are these days, it's like yeah commercial buildings feel very commercial because everything you have to have on it, it's crazy. So I definitely feel like it gave it some character and, Mm -hmm. um, you know, what are the ceiling heights? Like they're 12, 12. Uh And it doesn't make it feel like a, a box store, a big box store. Right. You know what I mean? It makes it feel more residential, which I love. Yeah. Hot box. It is a hat box, which is a really fun detail. So pretty. Yeah. So I think, um, in every day we would probably say you, I mean, Sue and I have different opinions about this. So Sue, you should give your opinion and then I can give mine. I was going to say the powder bath, I think is a great excuse. We oftentimes will wallpaper a powder bath. It's a small space. You can have a lot of fun with them, add a lot of personality. And then we generally take a tone from the paper and we will use that in the ceiling and then all the moldings, the the base mold and the casing around the door and even the back of the door itself that's inside yeah. the powder room. So the entire room is enveloped in this one feeling. Mm-hmm. And then you go out and it looks like the rest of the house, you know, back to normal moldings and whatnot. So yeah. I think those are a lot of fun. I think kids spaces, you know, you could do, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? In, yeah. in those sort of colors depends on the room too it depends on like what you're trying to celebrate and what you're trying to like team down i have short ceilings i have eight foot ceilings mm-hmm. and so like and i didn't want to draw a line to me like my eyeballs i see a tension line you know like if it's like a stark contrast and so depending on the feeling that i'm trying to achieve if i want to just fill them enveloped then i will paint the ceiling the same color or tone mm-hmm. of what's happening on the wall i did this in my kids bedrooms and because they're such small rooms i think i would have felt smaller if I painted them white mm-hmm. on the ceiling. I know, I think that that was, you know, something that we used to say like, oh, do it white and it'll make it feel taller and bigger. In my mind, it just draws a belt. It like, you know, on a squatty, on a squatty person. Yeah. And really like, I just want her to have, look like she has longer legs. Mm-hmm. So in my mind, I do, I get rid of that tension line if my ceilings are smaller. If, if it's large and I feel like in most, I don't know, like great rooms or like public spaces, the homes that we're designing, like the public areas we are doing, you know, lighter tone walls, we're doing white base. And then that ceiling color either is the white, kind of the same as the casing, or it's just the same color. Usually it's white. Yeah. Usually it's white in those public spaces. So honestly. So maybe if we were to make a rule for this listener, we would say in bedrooms Mm -hmm. or like key spaces, right? Maybe not even in the master, Mm -hmm. but maybe in kids' rooms or nurseries Mm -hmm. or whatnot, you can kind of have a good time with that. Yeah. Um, And in powder baths. Yeah. But in public spaces, we'd probably do a white ceiling. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. What if it was vaulted? What if the ceiling's vaulted? Same color as the wall. Same color as the wall? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. You treat them like walls. Every time. Okay. Yeah. Vaults are interesting because some of them start really low. Mm -hmm. Like for instance, in Tan France's closet that we did. It's like five feet, four feet. Three feet. Yeah. The ceiling started. It was, his closet is in an attic. So we'll have to reference um, an image of this somehow, but when we went in there without it being a closet and trying to figure out how we're going to make a closet in here, because the walls are starting at three feet off the ground. And if you think about shorter, it may have been like two feet. It was pretty crazy. It's basically all pitch. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so we had to figure out how we were going to get a rod on the ceiling basically, because you couldn't get it on the wall because it's too low to even hang clothing from. 
So yeah, it was an interesting challenge and we decided to do a striped wallpaper and make the room sort of feel tented, you know, with all these different, there's so many pitches in that room. Yeah. And then when in the one tallest wall Mm -hmm. that was running up the stairs, there's like one tall wall. We mirrored that whole wall to sort of reflect back on it. Such a good idea. Yeah. And I think that worked out really good. So I think that's a really good case. Also Emily Jackson's first nursery Mm -hmm. in her home. Um, in her last home, mm-hmm. not the yeah. home she just moved into. Yeah. When she had those twins, we did her nursery and same thing. Her, her pitches start really low. And so we just wallpapered the whole ceiling. Yeah. Yeah. Which it's a great magical. trick. Yeah. And if you can't afford wallpaper, just do the paint or even like in some spaces, it might not make sense. Yeah. But that wallpaper or the wall color paint, whatever would be the same as the ceiling. Just so you kind of like disguise that line. And help it just wrap around you. So if you are building or if you can help it, do not texture those pitched ceilings with that high texture they do on ceilings because it's it's going to look like a ceiling instead of a wall. And if you want to wallpaper it or paint it, you want it to be the same texture as your wall. Yes. Yeah. yeah. If, if you're going to wallpaper it, it really just needs to be smooth because you don't want to see the texture yeah, underneath for any sure. texture underneath the wallpaper. For sure. Yeah. yeah. If you don't know what you're going to do, just go smooth. And then you have all the options ahead of you. Yep. It is so. such a bummer when like you're looking at a remodel and you're like, oh, everything's better. Except the ceiling still like has orange peel on it or just like it, uh-huh. it's way too high of a texture and it calls too much attention to itself. And they texturize it to hide blemishes, right? Mm-hmm. In the seaming and everything. Yeah. And so if, if you're building like, and you can do smooth or wholly smooth as a texture that we usually will specify, which is like barely there, you know, like it's, that's what I would suggest. I think they grade it one through five. I think that's how drywallers, Okay, that's the language they speak. One being the smoothest. Five being the smoothest. Uh-huh, okay. Yeah. Uh-huh. So um, four is like really smooth with mud. And then five is literally just taping the seams. And so you have like almost, almost nothing on top of the drywall. Mm-hmm. So four is typically like what you would oh, rate like terrible. really smooth. Yeah. yeah. And then I don't, don't even know what one is, but like, don't do it. Yeah, don't. Yeah, don't, don't do go it. there. That's just like a wrinkled mess, guys. Yeah. You want to look well, old and wrinkly. Means you had a good deal on your sheet on your sheet rock, yeah. right? It was just a quick and dirty job. Yeah. What is a home job? Yeah. <laughs> sure. Go ahead and texture those I remember, blemishes. I remember when my brothers were playing basketball in high school. And one of the parents yeah, stood up and yelled at the ref, that was a home job. <laughs> <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> so many things. Oh anyway, God, it works weird. in a lot that's of ways. Awesome. So go ahead and try on home job today, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> oh, too funny. Um, quick word from our sponsor. Uh, we love Cozy Earth so much. If you're ever experienced um, the softness and comfort or luxury of Cozy Earth bedding, you already know if you would that you would make them the perfect holiday gift. Cozy Earth, the brand that made Oprah's um, favorite things list, four things in a row, had a very special offer. So keep listening. Um, I just have to say, I wanted to tell you what her, what years and what they were. So 2018, the bamboo linen sheets won Oprah's Oprah's, uh, most favorite things, which I'm sleeping on right now. Me too. It's amazing. Um, 2019, the long sleeve bamboo pajama. Got Your it. Hair. Amazing. <laughs> yeah. So also love that. The bamboo jogger pant. I have the sweatshirt. I have the sweatshirt. It's amazing. Do we have the jogger pant too? I don't know. Maybe. No. 
I, I need to get the jogger pant. Okay. And I think I can now that we have this special offer. You and sure then do. 2021 is the plush lounge sock, which I haven't tried yet. Oh, so anyway, needless to that. say, Oprah loves this product. So right now you can save 40% on cozy earth bedding, loungewear, pajamas, and towels. I haven't tried the towel. Ooh, uh, that's tempting. Yep. So hurry. This holiday offer ends December 31st. Go to cozy earth dot com slash dear Alice and be sure to enter the promo code dear Alice at checkout if you want to save 40% off. That's a crazy discount. It is, right? Who gives 40% off? I never see that's that's a closeout that's discount. That's silly. Like, my mom They're not closing gives, out either. gives pajamas to all of all the kids and the grandkids matching ones. Mm-hmm. Like she should cozy get us all cozy earth pajamas. And you might keep them the rest of the year. Yeah. 100%. I'm just yeah. kidding. Your mom has great taste. Because they so won't be would. like seasonal. Yeah. Or like for winter. They just <laughs> feel like Please. powdered Flannels. sugar on your body. Yeah. yeah. So it does amazing. feel like powdered sugar. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, Freaking you're going to- bamboo sheep just cuddling you. Right? <laughs> um, or just go to uh, that's cozyearth.com slash dear Alice. So again, for the 40% off, you're going to go to um, cozyearth.com slash dear Alice. And you're going to save 40% off up to December 31st. Do you know how many Christmas presents you could wipe out right now, everyone, Man. audience? Yeah. This Go is ahead. like, this is like pre the gift that everybody actually wants. This is like pre gaming the, um, black Friday. Oh my gosh. Yeah. You can just get it right You're now. You're not going to get a better deal. I agree. Okay. Have fun. Merry it's Christmas, yours. everyone. All right. Happy back holidays. to the listener cues. Okay. Can you quickly talk about ceiling fans? Southerner here, and I need options. Yeah, we, we, we hear get you. It. We hear you, Southerner. We go to the North Carolina twice a year, and we it's sure what they call sultry. Yeah, <laughs> it's sticky. It is. It's it sticky. sultry and sticky. Yeah. So many things. <laughs> yeah, uh, I felt things down there on my body. I think my knees are sticky behind them. <laughs> my, your elbow inside joints. Inside my elbows Golly. are sticky. Yeah. <laughs> no, don't stay in one, one position too long. You got to totally. air out the place. The good news about fans is one of our favorite lighting makers visual comfort has um is making a fan now and they're beautiful yeah and it's a it's a line called monte carlo Mm -hmm. i I believe and it's through through visual comfort but you can look just go to montecarlo.com even and they make some really stunning ones and honestly like i have a ceiling fan the place that we moved in had like a little ceiling fan Mm -hmm. it's awesome Oh. I sleep great, and we're in Utah, and it's Does dry. It have so a light I get it. Kit under no, it? no it's just uh, straight fan. Jess, you want to know what light kits do? They look like udders. Yeah, uh, yeah. I hate a lighting kit, but those fans are so beautiful. Mm-hmm. So if you have to have one, like the brass is real, the finishes are gorgeous. They look like chiseled abs on them, like just yeah. like chiseled arms, like Kelly Ripa fans, right? It's They're so beautiful. so beautiful. Yeah, yeah, really sophisticated. Also, if you have a big room, I think the big ass fans are mm-hmm. really fun Super to look cool. at. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. I'd say those two brands, do we like yeah. anything else? Not really. Fan? No, I think Monte Carlo, they have other ones. There's like three different ones that we use and like the white one with the brass um, like kit and everything is so pretty. And it has just, again, these kind of chiseled arms and it comes in like two or three different sizes, depending on the size of your room, mm-hmm. which is really great. And then there's a couple others that like look a little bit more masculine that we put in gyms or boys' bedrooms, again, in envi- like St. George, yeah. Vegas environment. So you kind of need a fan because it's yeah. just hot and sticky. So hot. Sultry, it's just said. Uh-huh. That's what they call it down there. <laughs> I um, love the South. Here's what I want to say, Shoot. though. Um, many of you obviously aren't to the trade, so you're going to go to circalighting.com. It's the retail arm of Visual Comfort, and that's where you're going to find these fans at yeah. Circle Lighting. So, or Alice Lane can help you. We also sell the... Yeah. You know, we also sell them for the same price. So yeah. you can always call us. Yeah. I think you can go to Monte Carlo.com. Oh, you can? And they like, the or just Google 
Yeah, this Monte because that's the brand of the fan that this carried through. I don't know if you can purchase, but you can at least view. Is it? It's MonteCarlo.com. I guess I, I, I can look it up. So. That would be man if they got that. I know. Maybe out. I'm like GoDaddy probably didn't like have that available, but it, like just Google Monte Carlo lighting or fans. What's this GoDaddy you speak of? Uh, that's Go like Daddy, where you get where you, your URL where, when yeah, you're setting you, up a website. So that's a place you can like go oh, get that. Search and you can buy a website name. Got it's it. GoDaddy. Which you. also Sue Hall, <laughs> <laughs> super, super techie. Yeah. Yeah. I was I just going to say that. You're so techie. What can I say? People say that about me all the time. All the time. That's funny. Um, so it is Monte Carlo fan lights.com. Oh, okay. Oh, thanks. Excellent. Corey. Yeah. Fact checker. checker. Exactly. <laughs> Cell phones. Are good for. Uh, we what? should have zero questions in this day and age, right? <laughs> exactly. Google, yep. Google solved that. So, uh, okay. what to do for large drywall areas, how to fill the space. Huge no, art. That's what yeah. art. Huge. Mm-hmm. We have a line that um, we can choose the size of the art. They'll scale it up, scale it down. They'll even do wallpaper murals. It's mm-hmm. so large and you don't lose quality on it. And so kind of a standard size for us to buy would be like 40 high by 96 wide. Mm-hmm. And it's like sofa sized because your sofa is probably 96. Maybe your sectional is a little bit wider, but that's a big piece of art. Yep. It's a big movement, a big moment. They're wildly popular um, from us at Alice Lane. So that's one of our favorite tricks for a big wall. You can do the gallery wall. I it's, save that for like somewhere you can actually stare at the images, right? Yeah. Like hallways and like smaller rooms. But uh-huh. I think on a big, on a big wall, you have to do a lot of work to make a big gallery wall work. Yeah. You know, but you gotta be really good at it. Yeah. And I feel like there's more bad ones than good ones. For so sure. yeah. yeah, just huge art or you can do a series, series. of art. Yeah. Two, right. two over two or a triptych or mm-hmm. when you say triptych, it's like creating one image, but it's broken up into three different um, frames or canvases, you know, mm-hmm. that are framed. So, yeah. or there's yeah. the diptych. Diptych. That's two. Yeah. <laughs> triptych's three. Uh, yeah. <laughs> series is great. Bingo. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. No, but even on your series, they're still large. You know, yeah. like you're not looking, if you're filling up a big space, like there's still maybe not 40 by 96 yes, each. But I've got one too. Yeah. Besides that, um, we have hung a rug. Suzanne Hall hung a rug on her stairwell, which mm-hmm. is probably your biggest spans of drywall. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. How then, is your, what are you a six by nine, a five by seven, eight by 10? What size is your rug? Probably like a five by eight. Five by eight. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So she hung a rug and that looks really that's amazing. So cool. We've hung yeah. a rug on Rachel Parcell's baby nursery wall. Mm-hmm. That's like a big Moroccan rug that's fluffy and just like absorbs sound that's and gives mood. you that visual softness, Yeah, which I think is lovely. I know some people go down, they like touch the rug a little bit. I'm like, oh, it's kind of like, I don't know, just like it's a tactile, textural like experience whenever you're going, going around to feel something different. I think your eyeballs crave that. Yeah. Different mediums. I think that's a beautiful way to occupy a large wall. When I first saw you guys do that, I thought that was like a rad trick or a rad way to use a rug. I was like, that's very unique. So that could be like something remarkable in your home too. Mm-hmm. Totally. It's, like it's got to be it the right art. rug though. It, yeah. You're just not, you're not just you're right, not throwing right. up a power loom guys. Yeah. <laughs> like, no. Make sure it's like, it feels antique. We, there's a couple one of a kinds that, you know, that we've gotten that are like, they're antiques. And like, when you go into like a really beautiful rug gallery, you'll see antique rugs hanging on their wall mm-hmm. because like there's too precious to walk on. We yeah. want to stare at them and like really appreciate like, the quality of it. So anyway, yeah, be, be discerning. Yeah. But, but that's a great way to get a, a large scale. 
Like, you know, people love music and they'll collect records and you can frame records and mm-hmm. hang them on the wall and you could do like a big installation of that. Um, College, Suzanne did that. Did I she did really? a checkerboard. That's awesome. So did I had you like f- the cover and then I had the, the actual record like between. And so mm-hmm. I just like, I did an entire wall and it was really, it's fun, you know, yeah. you get creative. You inherited a cool record collection from your moms or. Did yeah. you hang them up like in frame or were they framed or not? No, I was in okay. college too. Okay. I was yeah. scrappy, but I have a lot been, of cool records. I have a, I have a bunch of cool records and I've been trying to be like, Oh, like which I want to frame like a couple, but I can't like the ones I'm going to, I want to frame. I'll never, I don't ever want to listen to. And then like, why do I want to frame those? No. And my, yeah, my mom wouldn't let me, uh, even if I, even if I had the cash as a college student to do that. Yeah. Cause you still want to be able to like use them, but yeah. anyway, but a collection of whatever you, yeah, whatever you've gathered over your travels or looking at like mm-hmm. is really fun and you can grow your art, like find something. I got a, a rad piece. It was only probably like what eight by 10 at market at that mm-hmm. vintage, this original like sketch by this up, upcoming artist. And I blew up the frame and it's awesome. And it's, it's large scale. So you can do that with several things and occupy a wall with a series of, of an interesting art. Yeah. Cool. She um, framed the piece much bigger than the eight by 10. And then the rest is matte. And you irregularly mm-hmm. matted it. So it's yeah. more weighted on the bottom, right? Actually, we don't. Most or people on weight the on the bottom, but yeah. I weighted it on the top. It's, so the mat yeah. is thicker below the piece than it is on top? What is that? The same, it's the same thickness of mat, but the amount of mat is more on the top than okay. it is on the bottom. Okay. And that way, like where you're, that kind of puts it at eye level, but it occupies a whole space. Yeah. We'll say That's just cool. for the listeners, we'll say there's like... 14 inches of mat above and you'll say there's like four inches of mat below the picture and then the sides are equal amount of mat to the bottom. Yeah. Yeah. For Suzanne's piece of art. And then a lot of, you can irregularly weight your mat in whatever direction you want. Play with it at your framer and kind of see like what feels good with the actual piece you're trying to, you know, feature. Yeah, totally. It gives it a real sort of focus too when you do it. So yeah, there's always, there's always that trick. Yeah. Yeah. Next one, balance in a room. I'm designing my living room with two sofas, probably 86 inches parallel to each other with two armchairs to create a U-shape seating area. My question is, do the two sofas that are parallel need to be the same size, shape, and fabric? Would it look better if they were identical twin sofas? Can I do one rounded sofa and one rectangular shaped sofa? Would that throw off the balance? I like mirroring sofas, like the same. Yeah. If you're doing a face off, then it's identical twins, not, um, not orphans, not orphans. Yeah. Not orphans. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I was going to say not siblings because it would be like, they're from the same line. They're similar fabrics, but different shapes. I think it'll just look like it would look random. Yeah. Yeah. And then orphans would be like, if you had the curved sofa, like she's speaking about, and then a straight sofa, Yeah, it would just look like a garage sale. I think, I mean, not that bad, but you know what Mm -hmm. I'm saying? It just like, it wouldn't feel balanced in, in this scenario. Like yeah. I, you just want to match them. Yeah. I think just if your eyeball creates that, if you're eclectic, then like you have lots of red pieces, you might not do it that way. But I think for the majority of listeners and for us, I think any design we would do would mirror them to be yeah. the exact same sofa, same fabric. Totally. Probably do the, a pair of chairs. Those are matching too. And we might have an accent chair on the other side kind of angled in or, mm-hmm. you know, something to kind of throw it off a little bit. So it's not too perfect. Yep. Um, I agree. Great. Next one. Our new home has gorgeous vaulted ceilings, but I'm unsure how big to go with the chandeliers. Is there a scale rule about drop height 
from the floor. The two rooms, the two rooms I'm solving for are the entrance hall and bedroom. We kind of touched on this before, but depending like as far as a minimum from floor to the bottom of your chandelier is seven feet. You know, if yeah, you're dealing depend, with like and a, depending on the height of the people mm-hmm. in your life, maybe your husband's six four, and that means he could easily touch that chandelier, which might be you might want to raise it up a little bit. Mm-hmm. And I know tall people love having tall ceilings and having things high, and yeah. they like tall doorways because they feel they like tall counters. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Proportionate yeah. to the place to you them, live, right? Yeah. And yeah. so, but if if neither of you guys is like you know over six foot two or something. I think that would be totally fine. Yeah. Bottom of the chandelier, eight feet. Is that you said? Seven feet. Seven feet. It's like at the lowest. Yeah. Like you can, people can clear that. Yeah. Most often. What's like the sure highest. I was going to ask that earlier in this episode, but I forgot. Well, here's the thing. Depends on the chandelier. The light. Yeah. The chandelier and the ceiling have scales. Right. And so it's, there's also like something that feels really good to the eye where it lands. And so I think a trained eye is going to tell you like, how that's scaling in the room, like that huge chandelier at seven feet might feel too low to the ground. Cavernous, yeah. 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 And so you want that to be higher. So it's kind of an eye thing. I don't know yeah, that I know a formula for it, but we obviously are working in AutoCAD and we're elevating those walls mm-hmm. and we can kind of play with where we want that to sit. And then we measure from the ground up and give the builder, you know, we're that's, blocking in like the furniture heights and other, other things that give, mm-hmm. I don't know, context to the space too or high. Yeah, so all those things have a relationship with the room and that's kind of where you want your trained eye to come in. Yeah. So, yeah. And if it is like, we talked about it in a pre- that previous question where you have like, it's open to below from a second story. So like up there, what's your relationship to that chandelier? Of course we wouldn't do that at seven feet mm-hmm. from the ground. Cause that'd feel way out of proportion. Yeah. You'd want them to have some relationship with the chandelier as well. Yeah. So definitely there's yeah. also like, this is also a very expensive thing. So when you guys are thinking about building by going really high with ceilings, vaulted ceilings, you're going to need larger chandeliers and you're going to need extra amounts of chain and down rod. Um, we just did a stairwell in Dallas and, you know, getting this right fixture that fit the mood that was big enough, you know, to go in this floating staircase that has glass railings and all of that, you know, it was a $20,000 light. Crazy. Yeah. That's what the down rod and everything. Yeah, and yeah. for okay. sure. And then, you know, like the kitchen pendants, huge ceilings and everything. That's like another $24,000 for that light. So it's an expensive thing. So I think people should know that when they're, you know, building this dream house that they need to have a lot of money allotted for the lighting that needs to come down from those high ceilings has to scale with the room and then also has to scale with the height, you know, width and height. And it becomes harder to find and more expensive to find. So if you have great resources or your designer does, you're going to get through it swimmingly. But I just want you to know, like, this isn't child's play. This no. is, this is like serious money and serious amount of resources to figure yeah. out exactly what you want. And if you think most, a lot of these spaces also have like a fireplace. So if you can imagine that like whole fireplace wall, whatever you're cladding that in, mm-hmm. like, you're usually doing it in something interesting or we're like plastering it or we're like doing some interesting treatment with like built-ins and things. If you don't have the resources to do all those things to create coziness, to kind of bring that line down with like Mm -hmm. the top of built-ins and, and the great art that's proportionate, that's going to look good on top of this fireplace, et cetera. It's, there's a lot of effort that has to go into making your space feel like a home Mm -hmm. when you have that big, large of volume to deal with. 
You want it to look normal. You want it to look normal and, it's really and proportionate. Easy to make it look small. Yeah, and like everything that you're going to put in there um, mm-hmm. from your last house is going to feel really small. And like you're just going to have to blow up the scale on everything when you're dealing with two stories, just to kind of occupy the eye space that you know it craves. Yeah, it's a big void. Oh, yeah. Okay, last question for this episode. Okay. Coffee table books. Do the colors mm-hmm. of the covers need to match the room colors and decor? Do we still follow the rules of odds and only stack three or odd numbers? Also, can you have too many on your coffee table? I love to look through them and use them to decorate. We love a coffee I table love book. coffee table books. Yeah, so good. Yes, you go. I don't think that they initially have to match the room. I no. think they, they add a lot of interest and depth and character. That's what a book should do and, and a lot of your accessories. So I think that could be okay. The one thing I do love, the longer, longer I've styled is I like, like if you're going to stack two bo- two books together, I like for the spines to be the same color or that they are in harmony together. I don't ever want it to look random. It'd be clashing. Because coffee table books are like... 50 to a hundred to $200 for beautiful books. And so you want them to be in harmony so that they look exquisite because they are right. And if you're going to have two of these items stacked on top of each other, it's amazing, but you want to, you want to make sure that it's not too random, that whole garage sale thing again. So I like when I'm, when I'm styling my books on my open shelves, as well as my coffee tables and consoles, I do pay attention to the spines And, um, because I went to school for advertising and know a lot about graphic design and fonts, I even like the fonts to be, you know, to look good together. They don't need to be the same font. Um, but yeah. And then obviously a lot of books we open up and put in a cradle and that doesn't matter at all what the spine is because you don't even see it. So you might have a random spine. Like I have one beautiful book that has a bright yellow spine. May I come in? Or no? No. Um, living color. Oh, cool. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, that one looks really good all by itself. It's huge or it looks great open, mm-hmm. but I don't really have very many books that are in sync with it. White would be really cute with yellow, you know, be mm-hmm. like very Palm Springsy and mm-hmm. cute. So yeah, I, I paid great attention to how they look together. Yeah. Not only color, but just even like their sizes and mm-hmm. things like how you stack them on. Obviously you have the larger ones, but if it's a cover that like I have one book that I love the cover of so much and I could stack it with other things, but it would, would, and every time I try, Mm -hmm. I end up taking it off because I'm like, oh, that, that color did everything for the room. What's your book that you like? It's, um, it's the one about Mexico, but it's almost like this tapestry Mm. cover on the top of it, but it's just like the colors are like, it marries everything. So again, like, I don't think I intentionally did it. I'm just drawn to it, but it pulls out the pink from my rug Uh and it pulls out all these other things that every time I try and like restyle it, I miss seeing the top of that. Yeah. Yeah. And I even tried, I just got like that new book when I was at the SF MoMA and it's huge. And I'm like, oh, this would be so great on my coffee table. And I tried to put it there and I liked it, but I liked the other one better. So that ended up on another stack. But like what you're talking about, the typefaces, like the ones that have like the gold Mm-hmm. Almost like the gold um, typeface or beautiful. Like I checked it with another gold typeface mm-hmm. and it's so pretty. And again, it's this harmonious thing and you play with them back and forth and over and over until like it feels right to you. It feels right in the room. It's not necessarily that it has to match everything, mm-hmm. but there is a mood that the cover gives yeah. off and it's either like it's calm and serene or if it's wild and energetic and it just depends on the space and like, I don't know the subject of human that lives there. You know, what do you want? What do you want it to say? Cause I think they say a lot and I think it's fun 
to have them evolve and move things around and like for, for sure. you to actually invite people to open, which is so great about the cradle. Mm-hmm. Honestly, guys, that's another great Christmas present. Yeah. I love giving that Christmas present because it allows people to open their books. True. Which is such a beautiful gift to give. Yeah. So. I love that too. Anyway, I don't think you can have too many. And yeah. there's, and do you have like, I have a stack of ones I still haven't found a place for because of the spine, <laughs> you know, they're just yeah. like, the content's really good, I know. but they just kind of like hang over out over in this corner where I just, I know that they're there for me to reference, but I haven't, yeah, I haven't found a home for them, like to actually display it. But. Totally. I find that a lot of bookmakers for some reason, or maybe it's just the ones that I have, a lot of them have black spines and, oh, here's another trick is if the cover's not working with anything, you can always pull the jacket off mm-hmm. because maybe within you've got a book that is a different color and it's a linen, ja- it's a linen book cover. Mm-hmm. So I've gotten rid of jackets before just to achieve the har- the harmony of it. And I think those linen books look beautiful without paper covers. So that's a good, that's a good mm-hmm. trick too. And I think it's the same, it's the same thing as a coffee table as it is with a shelf or a built-in that you're trying to create harmony within each of those shelves, um, with, with, um, object and books and art to be able to create a moment that there's harmony within each one of those boxes. And then standing back from shelf to shelf that you kind of graduate some of those mm-hmm. colors to keep yeah. the harmony. Sounds more complicated than it is, but yeah, be careful about it. Um, To her last question, (laughs) is there such thing as too many books on a cocktail table? Mm, Yeah, I think there is. I think, well, are you a maximalist, you know, because you like see these like, even at that point, I know that like, even though it feels like everything's haphazardly there and they've piled all these books on top of each other, there's still an art to that. Mm -hmm. And they probably have taken away some of them and like put them over in a different pile because you do, you do get to where like, it feels right. So play with it. Um, but yeah, I think you want other things on your surface though. If you're talking about co- uh, like actual coffee table and we're displaying coffee table books, I want something else to break it up, you know, yeah. be it like a bowl or a sculpture or, or something else to just like give it relief. So it's not just that. Um, I think that that makes celebrates the book even more. Yeah. So. Agreed. We always use, we usually do some type of like floral or, you know, some greenery or something just to add something organic and wild and traveled, um, in a, on a coffee table like scheme. So to give you an idea books on a project, when we go to style them, we probably have, I don't know how many thousands of dollars in books do we bring to a brand new house to style with way more than you think, (laughs) like probably, probably at least like three. 3,000 yeah at least yeah I would say depending on the house and and how much like what your inventory looks like if you have a lot of books people this is the funny thing people always are are like I have so many books I have plenty to fill this built in and we like 100% of the time 100% of the time we go there it's not enough like they filled up one cubby like because they just a house absorbs all your books so quickly. We use them on everything we use them on consoles we use them on coffee tables we use them in your built-ins you know like they that is like I think the smartest way to style. So you're not just like filled with a bunch of dumb objects. Right. You actually have like content. Yeah. And that's what books give, you know? So yeah. They make you look interesting. Yeah. We just, we tell your story, uh all your interests. You know, we just sent a packet of just accessories to a client out in Texas and, and he has this beautiful office. And anyway, we sent him 24 different books like of things that he might be interested in. And they were big and we're like, you have to pick out at least 12 of these mm-hmm. like for your built-ins. 
Nice. You know, and those were like large books that we were going to mingle in with his other stuff because he had a lot of space to cover. So yeah. anyway, just know that's going to take more. And so just start collecting now. Honestly, mm-hmm. if you see one that's great, you know, when you travel or you're at a museum or you're interested in this topic, grab a bunch of them. I remember we were like really diving into Picasso. We ordered like five Picasso books and I love it. I have these Picasso books, but it's because I actually like was researching it and Anyway, I think it's just like whatever your interest is, like go on Amazon and start just collecting it on what you're interested in and it will pay off mm-hmm. as you design and style your home. Yeah. Cheers. That's it for today. Awesome. Oh, Thanks for listening, <laughs> you guys. Uh, again, like Corey said, uh, don't hesitate to send in your questions to Dear Alice at alicelanehome.com and we will catch you next time on part two. Hey, thanks for listening. If you like our show, please leave a five-star rating. 